Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, as I went back and listened to this podcast, I realized that I, I kind of misnamed this whole episode. And I talk about the destructive habits, and I think you'll enjoy them. But really what they are are destructive omissions. They're habits of omission. They're crimes of omission. It's things that we don't do that we should do. So I I mentioned habits a couple times, but I just wanted to set the record straight that these are really omissions. And I think if you you frame it that way, this will make a lot of sense. So on with the podcast. Welcome, y'all, back to the 2X Podcast. I haven't said y'all in a long time, so I thought I'd just give it a shot. Felt good. Need to move to Atlanta or Alabama, or wherever. Anyway, I'm in Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, and I run the 2X podcast here all by my lonesome, and I come to you every Wednesday-ish or Thursday-ish, and we talk about important topics in achievement, in performance, in sales, and in leadership. So if you are in one of those roles and someone interested in high performance, then you might be in the right place. You can go to BillKasky.com, C-A-S-K-E-Y, and download all sorts of freebies and get access to my calendar, too. If you, I do a lot of, a fair amount of coaching of teams and training of teams, and I've got a couple of peer groups that I run for high achievers, both in leadership, management, and in sales. And if you're, uh, if you're so inclined and, and say, you know what, I need some, need some help to get to the next level, I'm happy to have a chat with you. Today's topic, though, is is on this notion of destructive behaviors, destructive habits. And I always liken this, and, and in my work, I see a lot of it. And, and, and it's not the traditional habits like I eat too much or I drink too much or I don't spend enough time with my family. It's not those kinds of things. This is, perhaps it's a level deeper than that. Not that those things are, should be discounted, but this is a, a tad deeper. And I think these habits, if you can realize that you avoid these and how destructive it is when you avoid these, I think you'll find uh, some motivation to pay attention to them. So let's go through them one at a time. There's seven of them. I'm just going to give you a, a minute or so on each one. Number one is we ignore our states of emotion. What I mean by that is in our practice, we talk about this concept of abundance. And abundance is what do you see when you look out to the world? What do you see for yourself? Do you see a massive amount of potential, or do you see scarcity and lack? And if you see a massive amount of potential, it means your emotional state is in the right space. It means you're, you've, you've fixed your emotional state to al- align with the universe, so to align with the marketplace. And I find a lot of times that we ignore that. And all we do is we, we go out to the market and we pitch the market and we make calls and we go present things. 
and we pay very little attention to our emotional state while we're doing it. And when we sell or lead from a place of lack and scarcity, we will attract that exact thing to us. And we can't figure out why customers don't buy from us or why we lose deals that we think we should have gotten or believe we should have made. And it's because of our emotional state. So you might think it doesn't matter, but it's a destructive habit to, to ignore it. And it is a habit, by the way. Because we all know that, and I think when I bring it to your attention today, you'll say, you know what, I don't think I've been spending enough time thinking about it. But it is, it's the magnet that draws things to you. I mean, I've seen it when I've been in a lousy emotional state, and I go to, a, to an event, or maybe I'm speaking, or maybe I'm just networking. I know when people move away from me. I, I mean, I can see it. I'm, I'm, enough, I'm aware of my own body language and my own emotional state enough to know when I'm not in the right space. And I'm better off not going to those things if I'm in the wrong space. So work on getting yourself right emotionally. Number two is we ignore, and again, this is a habit, but we ignore the mind-body connection. And I don't just mean mindfulness here. I mean we ignore the body's role in the mind-body connection. And when I see the statistic that says that 30% of the American population, and I know this podcast goes to more than just the U.S., but 30% is obese, I think, well, that doesn't seem right. I mean, that's, that's ignoring the mind-body connection. How you look, how you feel about yourself, your fitness, your nutrition, your health, your overall physical health influences your mind. And if you don't believe, I mean, there's pl plenty of academic research and there's plenty of uh, psychological and biological research on this stuff. So, but if you eat wrong, if you're unhealthy, if you don't lift a weight, if you don't get any cardio, if you don't do any of that, that, that is a habit. Not doing it is a habit, just like doing it is a habit. But we ignore that and then we say, well, you know, don't worry about our body, our mind's in good shape. Well, I'm sorry, they're connected. They are connected. You can dis, you cannot believe me. You can disregard it. You can be in your own world of saying, ah, no, no, not, not for me. Yeah, for the universe, but everybody else, but not for me. So destructive habit number two to break is that ignoring the mind-body connection, especially the body part of that. Number three is we ignore or lose sight of or pay no attention to our Why? Now you might say, well, Bill, these don't really sound like habits. They just sound like things we should be aware of. Okay, but I think we fall into bad habits of ignoring these things. So just like it would be a habit to not ignore them or to pay attention to them, it's also a habit to ignore them. So losing sight of our why. Losing sight of our why. Why do we do this? What's our purpose in this business? You can even go deeper and say, what's my purpose for being alive and being on this planet? And, and this purpose has to be a selfish purpose. It has to be something that you are, that you are deeply connected with. The, the desire to serve people could be a purpose. Making a lot of money is not a purpose. Having a great family is not a purpose. Might be a goal, might be something you accomplish on the way to the purpose, but the purpose is very personal to you. And we lose sight of that. And let, let's not talk about the personal stuff or the life stuff. Let's talk about at least the business. What's your purpose in business? And I find that when companies get away from this, turnover begins to occur. Motivational issues begin to occur. You start trying to solve the motivational issues with money and other perks and external factors, and it just doesn't work. 
So if you're a leader, sales leader, company leader, keep referencing why. Why do we do this work? Why do we pay so much attention to the customer? What's the cause here that's bigger than just us? Number four, number four is we fail to talk to ourselves. You know, how many times have you been hurt in your life or belittled or, I don't know, denigrated either in front of people or one-to-one where somebody has embarrassed you or somebody has spoken to you? It could have even been in childhood. And you take that and you line it up with how many times have people come up to us and either either been neutral about us, not been mean or not been belittling, or they've said, hey, Johnny, good job, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing this. You're really a good father. You're really a good business person. Thanks for selling me this. Could be hundreds over your career, hundreds. And yet, we don't remember those. We only remember, we only remember the bad stuff. Not only, but that's predominantly how our memory works because that was the most painful. We remember pain. We remember emotion. It's, it's vivid. So we've got to talk to ourselves more. We've got to talk to ourselves either in, in quiet or verbally look in the mirror and talk to ourselves. And it, this is not the, uh, you know, I'm good, I'm, I'm damn good, and I'm really helpful, and uh, people love me. It's not that kind of thing, although it could be. But it's just talk to yourself a little bit. Do some self-talk. Nobody else has to hear it. In fact, I don't want anybody else to hear it. But if you're not talking to yourself then your past emotions are talking to yourself and they're constantly giving you that self-doubt, that fear, that anxiety, that insufficient, you're not enough. Yeah, you did that, but look what you did on the other side of that. If, if we're not being intentional and making it a habit to once a day just talk to ourselves, then I think we're missing a huge opportunity to be better and to improve our, our life and the, improve the people's lives uh, around us too. Number five, we don't set high standards for ourselves. We habitually let ourselves get away with stuff. This is one of my biggest problems personally, is that I might set high standards for others, but I don't for myself. I was watching the James Brown documentary called Mr. Dynamite the other night, and James Brown, for those of you who are young, was a, a black singer, soul, oh, kind of gospel funk. I mean, he really crossed over to a lot of different genres in the 60s. And uh, he was amazing. He was just, he was an amazing. I was never a fan of his because I was probably a little young on the young side when he came on the scene. But he was huge and, and he had a great following, not only in the black community, but also white. I mean, he just, he just crossed, he crossed all the borders and all the barriers. And the band members were commenting, he's no longer uh, alive, but this documentary has some band members. And he said, he disciplined us. He never expected anything less than perfection from himself and from others. And he said, we didn't mind being raising, you know, raising our standards and trying to meet those standards because he met them every night how he would talk to us, how he would perform, how he would dress, how he would pick out our suits and our apparel. He said uh, every night was, was just a masterpiece. And he said he expected that from himself. And I feel like sometimes we don't. We let ourselves slide. 
And I think sometimes that's okay. You know what? I'm not, I'm not talking about perfection here. I'm just talking about high standards. If you say you're going to get up the next day and work out, do you do it or do you let yourself slide? When you say you're going to make 10 calls to past clients over the next week to uh, just check in with them, do you do it? Do you calendar it? And do you, you hold yourself accountable to it? Or do you, do you get down to Friday and say, oh, I've only talked to three. You know what? I'll do the other seven next week. So what kind of standards do you set for you? Do you say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to blog more. I'm going to write more. This, year, this is a year I'm going to write on my LinkedIn page, and I'm going to start publishing some good content. And four weeks go by, and you haven't done anything. It's because we don't hold ourselves to the same high standards we hold other people and our spouses and our other relationships, our children. So I say it's a habit to not be accountable to yourself. And I think uh, this is one thing that I'm constantly working on. And I have a lot of things that I'm working on in, in my life, but this is one. It's do I really have high standards? And if I do, do I hold myself to them? Number six, the habit is another ignore habit. It's the ignoring the unseen or unspoken. You know, we live in such a physical world where we are in constant attention to things physically around us. Like our, I'm just looking here and I'm looking at a picture of a map on the wall. I've got this awesome light that I used for reading. I've got a, I've got my, uh, foray style mark pen that I like. I've got a mind map here. I love to mind map. So I've got these things. These are all physical things, seeable. They're seeable. But what about the unseeable? What about the unspoken? The things that are in your mind may be a little bit deeper than what you see, and you don't see them because they're thoughts. They're fleeting thoughts sometimes. You know, I, I think I can do this, but I'm not sure. I've never done it before. That's unspoken, unseen stuff. And that's the crap that gets us in trouble. That's the stuff that holds us back. And we can't see it. So therefore we say, well, it's not there. Ah, it's just a thought. Oh, I just had that fleeting thought. It's no big deal. No, it is a big deal. Because that fleeting thought is, is there. It's been there. And it still is there. And you may think it's fleeting, but it's fleecing. <laughs> it's fleecing you. Um, it's not fleeting. It's in there. It might just come up occasionally. And so it's the same thing with a thought. It's, if it's in there and it comes up sometimes, it's worth paying attention to. So it's worth trying to uncover some of the unseen things. Not go to therapy necessarily, although that might be a solution. And not get obsessed with it and not go into some kind of mind-body convulsion and go sit on, the, on a mountain in Scottsdale for a year trying to figure it out. No, it's just paying attention to it. And when something comes up for you, comes up from a thinking standpoint, you got to pay attention. That's a habit, paying attention to the unseen and the unspoken. And number seven, finally, and, and people get tired of hearing me say this, but uh, I still maintain that when I look around my client base and see the happiest, most fulfilled, most successful people, they are creating. They're creating things. They're creating products. They're creating content. They're creating, they're innovating in some way. And it doesn't mean creating a, a book. I'm not talking about writing a book, but I've got a, uh, I've got a client who sells to uh, the banking industry and she has created an assessment that when she goes into a bank, 
or even is on the phone or on the web with a bank, she has a way to go through the process. And she created it. I helped her do it, but she did most of it on her own. She named it. She, had, she spent $200 of her own money and had it designed. And now people in her company are clamoring for it because they see how valuable it is. Well, she created it. She created it out of thin air. She created it out of a problem that she had where she never had anything that was a, a flow chart of what kinds of questions do I ask and how do I assess, assess whether this bank has a problem that I can help them with or not. So she created it. She named it. She put color into it. She worked with the designer. But it's, it's going to mean tens of thousands of dollars of income to her. So she didn't just create a Word document. She created something that was beautiful. So if you haven't created something in a while, why not? Do you say you're not creative? Do you say that's not my job, that's marketing's job? No, it's not marketing's job. If you say it's not your job, then it's nobody's job and it won't get done. So you've got to figure out how can I be not, will I be creative? You are creative. How will I be creative? How will I take my creativity and apply it to my business? What can I create today or tomorrow or sometime this week that's going to help me do my business better and serve my clients better, help others more? It's in there. So I hope you've enjoyed these seven uh, destructive habits. And again, you might say, well, these really, you kind of let me down here, Bill. They weren't really habits. Well, I think that whenever you're ignoring something that's important, that's a habit. It's something that we have just become accustomed to, and we don't see it any other way. So my goal here was to just give you some some sort of um, different way to look at some of these habits that uh, I find uh, can destroy us if we don't pay attention to them. So you can go to BillKasky.com, find out more about uh, me and some of the work we do. And as I said, if you, if you want to get some coaching around some of these things, I uh, take clients from time to time, and I'm happy to chat with you a little bit. You can go to BillKasky.com to get the contact info, and I will see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.